0: Welcome to the Vocal Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Lee Martin-Thomas. Join me and my guest speakers as we discuss their journey with their voice and how they use it to support their passions and professions in media, education and the performing arts. My guest this week is singer and voice specialist Pamela Buzina. As the founder and director of Vocal Booth Studios based in Malta, A company of amazing teachers provides instruction for individuals and groups. Pam and I met on a course many years ago, and since hearing her sing in one of the open sessions, I have become a huge fan. I'm thrilled to speak with her about her favourite adventures or obstacles working as a singer, and also learn from her own lightbulb moments and observations as a coach working with others' voices. Pamela focuses mainly on vocal technique during her singing lessons, where she helps singers explore their abilities while educating them to avoid vocal abuse or misuse. She has a degree in speech and language pathology, and along with otolaryngologists and ENT specialists in Malta, she plans and administers a rehabilitation programme for singers with voice disorders. I'm excited to hear about her journey from being a little girl with, I imagine, a big voice and how it all unfolded. So welcome, Pamela, to the Vocal Freedom Podcast. Wow,
1: thank you. I'm overwhelmed with that introduction. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you're,
0: you're, it's an absolute pleasure to, to be speaking with you. So I'd love to, you know, if we could if we could tell our listeners, how would you describe the, the, your journey with your voice? How did it all begin?
1: Oh, well, it's been a long time. I'm 39 years old now. I'm not ashamed of saying that. So it's been like 38 years, I think. Yes journey with my voice. <laughs> Basically, when I was very, very young, I used to listen to a lot of singers from a very, very young age. I used to pick up the singers and see which singers to listen to. For example, I used to have cassettes at that time mm-hmm. um, with uh, songs from uh, Stevie Wonder, Mar- Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston, the big voices. Celine yes. Those were the, the voices that I used to listen to. And I remember myself, even at the age of six, seven, uh, where I used to um, really look into the detail of what they're doing. It's not just enjoying the song, but really looking into, the, into their details of how they reach some notes, of how agile they are, how how they manage to do some so many notes in, mm. in a little time. I was always a fan of soul and jazz and R&B from a very, very young age. And... Um, I always used to, of course, when you're young, you start imitating other singers and trying to sing other other singers' songs. And I remember myself at at around 10, 12 years, experimenting with my voice and doing a lot of, um, today we call them different qualities, but Mm -hmm. obviously I didn't know about them back then. And I used to experiment with different sounds and to see how I sound with this voice and then to see how I sound with that voice and trying to get into... What I liked most. Then I, I remember um, seeing an article or something. We, we didn't have YouTube and all these things at that time. Of course. So it, it was it was an article, and it was about singing technique and um, how um, this person who was the voice coach can teach you um, how to use your voice properly. And we were in that we were in that into voice coaching here in Malta, at least when I was that young. Yeah. So I used to say wow this this profession really happens and 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 it, so people can really teach others how to use their voices and I used to as I as I told you experiment and and start reading about these things at 16 I started my voice my voice lessons so it wasn't very early for me mm-hmm. and uh, my voice teacher was a classical singer from Bulgaria she was incredible with this huge voice at 70 years old wow. and I started Vocal technique. And that was my, my revelation when I started getting to know my voice and how I can manipulate it and how I can use it well. Yes. And uh, basically, that's it. And from then on, I, I just wanted to, to, to have this profession. Yes. I, I studied speech and language pathology, as you said. Yes. And then I, I just wanted to continue specializing on voice. And uh, basically, that, I feel that it's, it's a mission for me. It's not just my job. It's your I purpose. It's my, yes, and it, it gave me purpose when I started working as a, as a speech-language pathology pathologist and working with voice. Yes. That was my mission. That's where I fitted in. Mm. That's basically when I felt, yes, this is what I'm meant to be doing.
0: Yes, I um, know exactly what you mean, because, yeah. um, you know, what we have in common is we went from being performers to becoming teachers. True. And that's that, um, I think, actually, all of your performance experience is so valuable When you're training others who haven't done it yet, you know, when they haven't done it. So I imagine, I mean, your your singers are so lucky. So you've been and performed in some amazing arenas. I was watching some of your performances from Eurovision and things like that. I'd love to hear how that came about. So how did you get into the Eurovision stuff? (laughs) Did that come about?
1: (laughs) Okay. um, Well, the actual Eurovision Song Contest, I've been there for, uh, I think, five or six times as a vocal coach. And also as a backing vocalist, they've all been really nice experiences because it was always with a different singer. Mm. So it's always a different story. It's always a different voice to work on and a different song, of course. And um, they come with a baggage. So some people just see the glamour of it. Mm. But there is a lot, a lot, a lot and a lot of work. Yes. Vocally, psychologically, mentally. Um, Physically, there is a lot of work because um, um, the person needs to be very, very fit yes in order to and here in malta i don't know about other countries but here in malta it's a huge thing eurovision is given a lot of importance mm. too much in, <laughs> too in much. my in my <laughs> opinion too much because it's just one thing that you can do out of many things but yes. some people here think that eurovision is the only thing you can do you know <sighs> but anyway i have gained a lot of a lot of experience there i've met a lot of voc- other vocal coaches which mm. which uh, i i i am very grateful of meeting and Yes. And then personally, um, I have been in the national contest as well for for several amount of years. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, As a performer, I'm not really into competitions. Yeah, I've done it. I've been there and I've enjoyed it. I've had my downs as well. But competition doesn't really bring out the best of me because I love doing music just for the sake of doing music and for yeah. people to appreciate what I'm doing and for me to appreciate what others are doing. When you're in competition, there is the, the element of competition, even of if cool. competitors yeah. look very friendly with each other. I mean, there's still that competitive um, feeling and I don't like it. I, I just love. Concerts, I love, I love doing gigs and, and, as I said, concerts as well. And um, lately I have been involved into a lot of Maltese music with our Maltese language. Oh, yeah. And um, uh, it's, it's amazing when you work with other artists and with other musicians and you, you bring to the table your ideas and people appreciate what you're doing and respect you for being a musician. I believe that's, that's, that's what every musician or singer looks looks for when doing music absolutely and not, the, not yeah. to be judged and and all those things
0: absolutely it's, it's one of the things that we, we try and encourage our students not to um hold value in the opinion of others and to come from a place of you know exactly. singing from themselves yes i have on. a lot
1: of students who do them yes and i i i really enjoy working with them and preparing them for them but um i try to work um more mentally on them as well so yeah. that they will just enjoy their moment they focus on their voice and they focus on on giving a good show and a a good name for themselves but don't let the result to determine their worst
0: absolutely so
1: important yeah
0: it's it's really not not there was obviously we we had Eurovision very recently didn't we and uh, and uh, famously you know the UK gets zero points (laughs) but I think we all know when we're British that that it's not really down to the artist or the song it's just down to the fact that everybody hates us (laughs) so we we, we just I laugh don't. about it we used, I don't pay to no I know you don't and Malta's always been our friend usually we get points for <laughs> Malta don't we in the Eurovision yeah. so um well I suppose one of the one of the questions I have for you that I'd love to ask is and I suppose it must come through in your teaching is is that anything you know now that you wish you'd known sooner so I think it's that value of your experience that you would perhaps mm-hmm. advise a young singer who's coming up now um yeah. what do you think's most important?
1: Oh, there are so many things. But yeah, first of all, is being guided by someone who really knows the subject well. Because unfortunately, I think, I presume that in all other areas, unfortunately, there are people who teach singing, yes, but don't really know the subject very well. And then they end up doing more harm than than good, I mean... I'm not in any way boasting about anything that I do. It's not about that. But I see people who come from other um, um, institutes or or other teachers who come with a lot of problems. Mm. And that's because they weren't guided properly because they have some habits that are wrong in them and no one pointed them out or no one told them about them. And if, I mean, I started studying at 16, which wasn't bad, but... I would have benefited more if I started before um and so i i'm still I'm, I still um do exercises, I still look for teachers so that I can do some sessions myself because mm-hmm. I think you 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 never know enough, so of course it's good that you that that you keep learning and another thing is self worth is believing in yourself and love what you have i mean Yes, you, you go to teachers and, and, and you learn your skill and you learn your, how, about your voice. But most importantly is that whatever step you achieved, even if it's a, it's a small step, you, you'll be grateful for that. Because if you don't like your voice yourself, then no one will be... Um, no one will start loving you. If you don't deliver the love of your voice, mm-hmm. if you don't deliver how much you love your music... And others can't really appreciate that. And it's a tough industry. Music yes. is a tough industry, as you can say, as yeah. you can, you can uh, confirm. Um, the more success you do, the more critiques you're going to have. Um, the more you're going to gain, the more you're going to get people who will do obstacles mm. for you. And it's, it's like any other, other industry. And what happens is you end up either blaming the music you do or blaming your voice or blaming yourself. Something that I wish that I had when I was young is someone to tell me, whatever you do, if you do it from a good place, if it's starting from a good place, it's good to do it. Because I, I um, passed through some phases where I didn't believe much in myself, or mm-hmm. I didn't think I was enough. Or I stopped um, for a while singing because I thought I was better um, as a backing vocalist or 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 as a teacher only. Yes, but you know uh, it, performing is is what we're meant to be doing all of us it, whatever in the shower in your car <laughs> on a stage for one person or for a million persons it's coming from the same place from the from the same good place so Absolutely. if you have this love in you nothing and no one can stop you from doing it so
0: oh that's a beautiful answer fam thank you it's really lovely <laughs> it's inspiring <laughs> for young it's inspiring for young singers as well i think to hear um you know experienced older women who've <laughs> been there done that <laughs> yeah. um talking about you know the things that we've learned along the way so um i'd like to ask if you if there's any sort of light bulb moments that you've experienced that you'd like to express about you mm. know so sort of when you work with someone and something happens oh light bulb <laughs> 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 yes
1: i get these light bulb moments i think every week let me say that yeah um first of all from my students you know how it is when 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 you're when you're um, teaching. You know your subject very well, but still you get those moments where you will be, be like, "This exercise really helps," or "This exercise is really not helping." Yeah. So I need to I need to change. But when I when you get the light bulb moments of, uh, for example, I have a student who is um, studying to become a doctor. So he's very much into physiology and what works and what doesn't. He's not into becoming a professional singer. He just wants to explore. And it's it's really beautiful. The, the sessions are really beautiful. And last time I told him he has some, some muscle um, tension in his in his jaw area. Mm-hmm. So I was just giving him some tips on how to uh, on how to place his jaw and how to not to not to clench his teeth and everything. And he just did a siren. And he could go high to this, um, much higher when when we did the adjustment. And he was like, oh, "Yes, I never felt this." <laughs> and for us, it's like basic, you know. It's it's in the first sessions you start exploring and assessing and and arranging. And for him, it was like a big light bulb moment. He's like, oh, "I never felt this." And for me, it was such a <laughs> a nice feeling it feels you know? like it feels like we do magic That's <laughs> true and it's like listen um we're going to have a lot of these moments okay he's like yes i'm really looking forward <laughs> to this, and it's beautiful and it's 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 it's, it's worth so much awesome. when, when 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 you do this and for me personally i wanted to 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 share this a light bulb moment for me personally was when i explored the mix voice okay. in my voice because I was trained as a, as, a, as a classical singer in the beginning. Mm. So my chest voice was sometimes um, given the side track. So not to use a lot of my chest voice and be in my petto voice, etc. Yes. Then I started um, uh, studying contemporary and, and things changed. But the mixed voice was very, very new and I couldn't access it. Mm. So I knew all the things, the theory, I knew it. But my voice, I couldn't get there. And this was um, when I was in my 20s. So my voice was still changing a little bit. I, 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 my voice kept changing until I was 22, 23.
0: Yeah, mine, so. mine up to 25 even. Just, exactly. Yeah. And even exactly. now I'm, I'm getting old now. So it's yeah, changing yeah, again. Yeah, <laughs> it's
1: changing again. <laughs> <Yeah>. Hello, hormones. <laughs> yes. <laughs> totally. Anyway, and when I, when I once managed to do my mixed voice... I was crying with joy because <sighs> finally I got access to this thing that was a mystery to me. Okay. And this, I I, I tend to share it with my students as well because... Um, and I tell them what I pass through. This is, this is something else. I mean, we teachers sometimes expect us to be perfect or almost perfect because we need to teach. We need yeah. to give the good example. But what I find um, really interesting is that you share your... Your strengths and your weaknesses with the students, and they can relate to you much, much more. And they say, like, ah, oh, okay, so it's not just me. And I'm like, no, even me, I I feel that. I I, and it's 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 very it, it's really helpful for the student as well.
0: I totally agree with you, and I think what I've really enjoyed um along the way of us sort of keeping in touch through Facebook and Instagram mm-hmm. and things is that you will post a rehearsal of you working on a really tricky riff, and yeah. students love that. They want to see you. Going through that process and it helps them realize there is a process That's to true. get these, you know, very difficult things um, ingrained in our muscle memory and things. So yeah, it's wonderful. It, it's walking the walk and talking the talk, isn't it? As, exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'd love to ask you, and obviously with your background in um, in rehab as well, but is there anything that you consider the most valuable thing for a singer to take care of their voice?
1: Well, I think first of all, a singer should. Should know their voice, should know what the voice does, how yes. it works i don 't mean that you need to know all the anatomy and physiology, not not that, but at least you would know how it works mm. what is an, what it entails, what you need to strengthen, what you need um, what you need to look for, for example, I get students who rehearse in garages, for example, and they rehearse without a microphone, so the drums is acoustic live and it's just right behind them mm. and then the bassist is there with his amplifier and the guitarist is there with the amplifier and they are just miked with with a little microphone or nothing at all ah. and they don't get it that that's a lot and a lot of abuse there mm. um so f- for us maybe those who have been studying um some things are taken for granted, and of course you need you need to hydrate or you need to take care of of the amplification whatever but some people don't don't get it. you really need to get them to listen. I have my voice, my voice cannot be changed, so I need to really take care of it. long hours of rehearsals need to uh, be taken care of et cetera um uh, so i've i've seen i've seen a lot also i have a lot of teachers who have who have um their full time job as teachers in schools and then they their part-time is singing. And they don't realize that so much work on the voice make them make them tired. Mm. So no amount of technique and awareness can, you know, can make you not become sick or or, or hoarseness and their voice. So what 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 I really like is um to do um like a like a like a is it called a log? A log where practice you, log. Yeah. Where you where you Every day, like a diary, you log mm. in your, your vocal work, and then you realize certain days why you're so tired. It could be it could be um, your your work in the morning. It could be singing. It could be your hormones. It could be something you eat. Yes. So some people um, just need to get aware of of their lifestyle, of their daily habits. Absolutely. What what is causing them their their difficulties and also nowadays we have so many professionals who can help in my days very few were the P. Pe- in my days it's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, like no, we're, no, we're not that
0: old but you know but, I know but, I know what you mean
1: but things changed so much don't, since I was a teenager you know and they have everything today and sometimes they just don't don't really care they just want to become pop stars overnight you know but I know. but but th- there are so many people who can who can really help and being a vocal coach, as 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 you are, know that we can really make a difference. It's not because I love my job, but what we do can really make a difference. I see people who change their vocal habits um, from one page to the next, and they're just more confident in their voice because they know what they're doing, and technique-wise, and... Um, because you study, you you get more confidence. So when you're on stage, you know that you're going to hit that note because you've studied, because you worked for it, and yes. because you know that by working uh, on it, you can do it. You know, it's 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 about so many things. <laughs> I can't really put them in one. But but having someone to guide you, I think it's I think one of the most important things.
0: It makes complete sense, and I, I love the idea that um, as a coach, we're an extra pair of eyes and we're an extra pair of ears. Because quite often, and this is where it can sometimes be working on our own techniques, um, we it's quite difficult to coach oneself. But there are ways of obviously working on and with your own practice. But do do you
1: still have a teacher? Do you still work with anyone? To um, actually not not on a regular basis. However, yes. Um, in fact, I just applied um, with Ooh. a with a local teacher here for for some lessons. On classical voice, oh, okay. on classical singing. Do
0: you fancy doing something more, more? I want
1: to do something because I've started there, so that's it. This is funny. And I used to love it.
0: Yeah, I was going to say this is really funny for me because I've been working with this other teacher um, on a different thing, nothing to do with our voices, but, mm. but we're different. She's a classical teacher and I'm more CCM musical theatre. So I've suggested to her we just do a sort of a, a session for each other oh
1: for that, fun do you know brilliant. what I mean so I
0: said right so you, she's going to send me some songs to listen to and I'll pick one and I'm going to send her some and I thought well, what to laugh why not it's fun
1: that's <laughs> really beautiful and that's fine because I'm more I'm I'm into contemporary yes. um, singing um I have some other uh, tutors in my studio who teach musical theater as well yes but I refer to them for musical theater I'm more into contemporary jazz uh blues rock and pop but all the just juicy, to all touch- the
0: juicy stuff.
1: Yes, yes, I love it. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I just, I just contacted her and told her, "Listen, I want to come and do some nice arias with, yes. with that. And she was like, "Yes, let's do it." And I get to know what you work on and how we can share information. Same thing. Yeah, it's uh, wonderful. I look really forward to that. And when yes, I come,
0: but- and when I come to Malta next year, yeah. I'm definitely coming to you. Come without a doubt. I'm coming for a definitely lesson. You come. Come, come, come and, and, and teach we'll, me we'll some. <laughs> <laughs> you could tip you one of these crazy runs Great. okay so okay so here's a question then so mm-hmm. the voices that inspire you who could you never tire of listening to let's pick up some juicy songs and we can put them in the notes for our listeners <sighs>
1: best performances give you the goosebumps you know they just oh <laughs> dreamy okay um let me think well I'm a big fan of Bobby McFerrin oh my god so am
0: i that is amazing because he's so clever with his voice oh
1: my god i mean he's technical yes very technical but but he's very emotional and whatever he does he's you said the word before he's spiritual that's that's the word. i don't mean religious it's Mm. it's coming from whatever he does it's coming from such a beautiful place and He's such an amazing artist and amazing musician. There is another, you have um, a brilliant musician singer there in, in London, Jacob Collier. Ah, yes. He's
0: yes, incredible as well. Okay.
1: Um, I love Tori Kelly as an artist. Me she's, too. She's, she's brilliant. I love Eli- Alicia Keys. I love her soul. I love how, how she writes the songs and how she delivers the songs um uh, and then there is um a great artist um she's called Yeba when I want when I'm sad for example or uh, when I am in a particular mood I love hearing Yeba because she makes me cry so much and Uh, I release so much of my tension. yeah it's like a release and she puts a lot of goosebumps um she's technical but her her her, her heart is in her hand when she sings. She?
0: This is what we love. As um, that's it. yes, that's it's it. it's that it's that communication that you you become part of it. I think you're drawn in. Sure. You're drawn in, sure. and I think we do see that when we see someone is, is being completely truthful with their voice. Yeah, I think that's the honest. thing as well and honest. It's that truthful, that honesty communication, and not um, not being in your own way on stage. So this exactly. is what you know, this is what we t- we teach our singers. So um never tire of listening to Yeba, I'll have to look up her as well, won't I? Um, I I'll send
1: you some tracks.
0: Thank you. So I'm gonna ask a this could be quite a spiritual question, um, but it doesn't necessarily involve faith or religion. But but what does your voice
1: mean to you? <sighs> well, I can actually say it's everything. Hmm. Um easily say it's everything. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna confess something. When I in, back in 2016 I had a gig where I had a terrible sound and I had to sing for four hours. Oh. And somehow something happened and I lost my voice completely. <gasps> Ouch. I was a phonic for around three weeks on vocal total vocal rest. And it was such a big disappointment for me because I am a voice specialist. I am a voice teacher. I know so many things about my voice and I, I lost it still. And it was a big disappointment for me, first of all. Then when I realized that I am human as well <laughs> <laughs> yes. and that it could happen to everyone, mm-hmm. um, I started realizing how my voice is how important my voice is to me I mean I didn't go out of the house because I didn't want to speak I didn't want to sing I had um, so many other gigs which I cancelled I did it because it was for the best of my voice but my voice is everything I mean it's my world it's it made me meet the people I I mean it may me, it made me meet my husband
0: ah that's how you met
1: him. of course and ah. um, we were in a gig and we met there and we just kept in touch and then things happen oh, it's happened you <laughs> must be oh, how, how, how long have you been married now a couple of years uh yes 2018 so it's Wonderful. two and a half years oh. yes, but we've been we've been together for 11 years now so
0: yeah so my husband and i uh in next well t- next month uh it's our anniversary 23 years married wow God i know bless. that's crazy right God. 23 yeah. years married <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Uh, But yeah, no. But I I actually I completely relate to this story because um, back in um, 2009, Mm -hmm. I was at a gig out, and I was gigging with my band, and we were. It was summer, and we were Mm -hmm. outside, but we were covered with this um, old wooden kind of pergola thing, like a really old, Mm -hmm. like ancient. um moldy kind of feel like it Mm. smelled in there it wasn't Mm. a nice thing and we we because it had it could rain and we had equipment we were underneath this thing Mm -hmm. well I gigged my gig you know and I'm there like a couple of hours later and the next day I woke up and my voice box had just seized it swollen seized I couldn't speak I was like what the I was panicked actually I was like Mm. oh my god and in fact I had another gig the next day and I was what the hell so um I couldn't see a doctor straight away, but um, it, it turned out, I mean, it was a couple of weeks before I actually got to see a doctor, that I had um, a mould infection. My goodness. From, well, we can only presume from singing underneath this damp kind oh. of, gave me a, a, an infection which which created a sort of mould in my throat. I had to have this horrible medicine. It was disgusting <laughs> <laughs> to, to kind of like get rid of it for about two weeks. But mm-hmm. but in that period of time when my my instrument, my livelihood wasn't there, Oh my God, the fear, but also to some degree, the shame, because you feel like if That's I'm it. trained, I should know how not to lose my voice. And you feel fear of oh, what if people are now not going to visit me for singing because they'll think I don't know what I'm talking about. So I know exactly what you mean, Yes, because exactly. that is the the fear. But but I actually, I am grateful of that journey because mm-hmm. it meant, I, meant to, I got to meet my ENT, who I'm still friends with. And um, that took me into the journey of learning more about the physiology because that was the first time I saw down my throat, ah, okay. and then I was like, "Whoa, what's going on in there?" <laughs> so that started my uh, my fascination with the the you know the anatomy of it all, yeah. and uh, it was just so. I feel like I needed that mm-hmm. to help me to where I've you know the roads that I've travelled since, which has been a dream.
1: Everything we pass through, even the the worst. Phases are there to, for us to learn exactly. I mean in fact when since then I visit my ENT um, three times a year or four times even if I have nothing I just go mm. it does an endoscopy on me and just check that everything is fine because oh. I want because who who else is going to take care of my instrument if not myself so I just do it Yes, and wonderful. since then thank god I never had any more problems yes me too it was a life-changing experience. Yes, and today I'm not ashamed of, of sharing it. No, when me I, back then I was very ashamed. I mean, today I just realize it's I, I, it can happen to anyone, you know. But today it's I, I I share it so that people can relate even to other people's absolutely. Um, problems, yeah, yeah there's
0: there's a lot of stories on the podcast so far actually of people doing the same thing, and I think that's going to help people not feel. This, exactly. this sense of, oh, no, you know, panic if, if something bad happens. Just get the treatment you need. Oh, and also, exactly. the more of a, a vocal athlete you are, the more of a professional you are, the more you're using it, the more at risk, essentially. Oh, you exactly. know So, you know, it, it goes with the territory, I think. True. Okay. Very true. So my last question to you, really, is to ask you what vocal freedom is to you. And I'm sure it's what you do on stage. I've seen it, and it's a wonderful thing. But please talk me through, what's it like being you when you're singing on stage?
1: Oh, well, the st- sometimes um, people tell me, don't you miss singing um, on stage? And yes, of course. But I think vocal freedom for me, yes, well, vocal freedom for me, it means that having your voice available to you whenever you need to express yourself. Now, on stage is one thing because you have loads of people there who are cheering and and you know, you, you, you dress up really nicely, and your hair is made up and all makeup and everything. Um, but for me, the, the freedom of, of using your voice freely and whenever you want to express yourself, as I said, um, sometimes, we artists can, can, I can say that, um, have some difficulty in expressing ourselves in what our um, soul is saying, or what our hearts are saying. We're fragile. Because we are artists, that's what I I believe. And sometimes I believe that only through my music I can express how I'm feeling or or what is going um, through my head or or my mood or anything. And being able to know my voice very well and training my voice and having my voice um, um, fit, I can freely use it to express myself. So what I believe is, um, because some people sometimes ask me, and I'm sure you get this this yourself, um, being too technical or being too emotional? What's the balance? Mm. I believe a really good balance is is necess- necessary. I mean, I know people who have been singing and have no technique and they still sing beautifully. Mm-hmm. And then I have other people who are very technically there, but they still don't get through the yes. message. I think... Um, A balance of both. Technique can help you express yourself better. Technique can help you make that sound that you have been looking for. Technique can help you make make your your songs more emotional. But without your heart, there is nothing on stage. So I believe freedom is um, having technique and having a really good heart and soul so that you can express yourself really well. That is... A
0: wonderful answer. And I so agree with you, because what do we know when we feel something missing watching Mm -hmm. a performance? It may be that disconnect. Exactly. And so it's really, and and you know, just again, what lucky students you have because you're bringing that to the page. I think some people miss that if they're too, you know, oh, it's all about do this, do that, do this, do that. And they seem to forget that singing is expression. Exactly. And communication. So. Definitely, fantastic. So, tell me, what's coming up for Pamela? What's going on in Malta? Have you got some new gigs in the diary with clients and things? I mean, is it starting to pick up over there? How is it?
1: Yes, it's slowly, slowly picking up. Um, still, events are not are not allowed yet. Mm-hmm. Just very, very small um, weddings, and um, people need to be sitting down. No dancing, oh. no concerts. Oh. So for now, yes, we're yes. still we're still there. Um, I really look forward to better days. Well, actually, COVID had, had made me learn a lot of things. I mean, I did the videos that, that you were talking about yes. because of COVID, because I had time. Yes. Because you know how it is to, to make videos. There's a lot of time of mm. editing and filming. and da, 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 da. I didn't have time before. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I explored that area as well. But yeah, I... I I hope for better times where we can for example I miss my choir as well. Oh, I have of course, a, a gospel yes. choir.
0: I know I've seen some of your arrangements on YouTube, so I'll put some yes, links yes, up yes, Sure, okay, sure, sure. Cool.
1: Go ahead. All those that are on YouTube, I mean, are are, are good ones. They express a lot of, of emotion.
0: In your arrangements of a couple of things I've watched with your choirs, I thought brilliant song choice for young people. You know, mm-hmm. it's that it's that attention to detail of yeah. singing inspirational music, singing songs about inclusion and friendship
1: and everyone looking out for each other. Um, I choose the songs, me together with the core team. And that, that's that's the main reason, because we always wanted that our um, songs have a message, yes. not just a love song with some special harmonies, but we need special harmonies with a really good message. Yes. Because I believe that choir choir songs and ensemble songs are a little bit stronger on 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 the people listening. People get really attached to a, a large number of, of of voices singing together. People get those goosebumps a little yes. bit more. That that's what I feel. Yeah. So I believe that we could use um, that music to express um, positive messages, and we get a lot of our audience who come to watch us just because of that because they feel much better after hearing us not just because of the good music but also because of the message and the vibe that we get listen I, I am a, I am a person who love doing music with others yes. I am a fan of doing duets and harmonies and inquiry I'm a big fan because <gasps> I believe when you share music with others it's the fulcrum it's the ultimate is the the highest grade you can get. With yes. Music, doing it on your own, everyone has his own has his own ideas about this. I'm not saying it's the most for everyone, but for me, mm. it's what gives me the most satisfaction.
0: Definitely, and it comes across so well. It's really clear in your work, and you can obviously see it in the joy of your singers' faces and what an inspirational lady you are you know it's an absolute pleasure thank you so much and (laughs) you
1: are too i I love i love talking to you oh thank you i love uh, seeing your work and you have the same soul so i really can connect with you. i think this is the thing and
0: you do see it in others you see the light in others and what and the the intention is 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 clear and good and you and it's just about helping others and and i think what your what your concert goers will feel i would even use the word healing because that music, when it comes from that place of wanting to help, it it's it, it, it a healing capacity too, right? True, it's,
1: it's therapy, yes, mm. true. Fantastic. Now, I would like to thank you so much. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Um, for inviting me for this podcast. I would like to thank you for the work that you're doing. Oh, thank you. Because um, I know that it's, it, it hasn't been a, an easy year for us, mm. but you kept doing the work. And be, that's, be, that's because it's coming from a very good place in your heart. Yes. So I'm really grateful to know you oh. and all the people that are still as well. Yes. It's been a blessing to me. And just telling the listeners that um, if you have music at, at heart and if you have your voice at heart, just keep going. Whatever people tell you, even if they tell you you're not good enough, even if they tell you they don't listen to your voice or to your music, just do it for yourself first, then do it for others
0: so wonderful thank you so much thank okay. you
1: lee
0: thank you for joining me on the vocal freedom podcast i hope you've enjoyed the episode and we'll move into your day with a bit more vocal freedom feeling that you can express using your voice and let the world hear what you have to say visit colchestervoiceacademy.com forward slash podcast Sign up to be kept informed as new episodes are published and consider joining our online community. Membership to this will allow you to post questions to our guests, link you to show notes, social media links, and entitle you to exclusive offers from our guests. See you next time.